Hello, welcome to Cultural Standpoints. I'm Joe Castagna. I'm Anna Kim. And I'm Katie Kovach. Oh man, it's finally starting to get warm out there. It's springtime. You know what I hate about springtime though? Spring cleaning. My girlfriend's making me clean out my closet right now and I just have so many clothes in there. It's just really hard for me, I guess. Joe, it sounds like you may need some Kanmari in your life. I love Marie Kondo. She's gotten so popular recently. I started using her folding method for my dresser drawers when I first heard about her a few years ago, and it is so much easier to keep track of how much stuff is in there now. I think Marie Kondo's message about only keeping the things that spark joy has sparked some deeper conversations about her things. More of us are considering what we have and how much is too much. In this episode of Cultural Standpoints, we'll explore the relationship we have with the objects in our lives and why we decide to fill our spaces with some, but exclude others. Because no matter who you bring it up with, our stuff is a sensitive subject. I feel like I look at minimalist spaces and they just don't feel very homey or cozy to me. That stuff lover you just heard is my former roommate who... Well, there's a clip from our interview that sums up how she feels about one particular type of object. My name is Jessica Steppa, and I live in Washington, D.C. Let the record show that Jessica overflowed more than one bookshelf in the time we were roommates. Well, I bought one bookshelf, and then I realized there was enough room, so then I bought a second bookshelf, and then I realized there wasn't enough room, so I bought a third bookshelf. You probably need a fourth now, don't you? I don't know. I just feel like it's not a step I'm ready to take to get another shelf. I don't want to admit it. As you can probably tell, Jess is very self-aware about her maximalist tendencies, but books aren't the only thing that take up a lot of space in her apartment. When I visited her recently, I noticed Marie Kondo's book among her vast collection, which she has yet to read, and asked her about it. Even if I clean out my entire apartment based on the book I haven't read yet, like, I highly doubt that I would get rid of books. Like, I'm of the belief that you should always have more books than you could possibly read. It, that just makes sense. I would like to have options. The reality is, even though it seems like excess to a lot of people, having your home filled with as many books as possible is just what makes Jess happy. I don't really think about I have never particularly thought that I had like a ton of books but like then other people come to my apartment they're like oh my god there are books everywhere I'm like yeah isn't that normal and people are like no they make me feel good I like that they're there I like that if I ever need to read something I can just like go to my bookshelf and grab something Jess feels more at home when surrounded by all the things she loves but that's not the same for everyone People like my girlfriend Stephanie feel better when their space is open and less cluttered. Well, my motivation to declutter is the fact that the more you own, the more upkeep you have to have over those items. And the more that they can, like, the less home spaces that you have for them. And so they're easily, like, shifted and they just create clutter. I'm also noticing, like, the more that I own, the more claustrophobic I feel surrounded by all of these things. Like, I just want space. But it's hard getting rid of things, even when you know you don't need them and have already replaced them. Uh, One of the things that I got rid of recently was I had this piece of furniture. It was a green chase lounge. It was hard to get rid of because it was my first piece of furniture that I've ever owned. So 
I remember seeing it in the store and like, I don't know, like eight years ago or something like that and thinking like, oh, this is amazing. Like, this is so cool. Uh, I, I didn't, I had a really small apartment, so I, I couldn't like get a couch or anything like that. But I don't know. I just was really proud that I could get any sort of furniture that was like, I don't know, a chase lounge felt elevated than like a regular chair, but it was not really comfortable. <laughs> like I thought it would be a, a great thing to have, but I, it really just like turned into this token of that time. And I never actually, I would try to sit in it and have this idea of like, I'm going to be the person who reads by the window in my chase lounge. And it's like, that's not the person I am. But it was still hard to let go of. On the other hand, we spoke to someone who foregoes stuff for simplicity. Our classmate, Nanda Golden, doesn't call himself a minimalist, but certainly sounds like one. I think I have less stuff than almost anybody I know. Because I was living in New York, I was I moved a couple times, which sucks. And I just started thinking to myself that I really only want the things in my life that are useful or matter to me. If I'm not going to use it, then not only do I not need it, but it's also stress for me or a burden to have it around. During our interview, Nanda revealed that he strives for less with his clothes, but also expressed that sometimes having less feels like a limitation. I like to have, I have one pair of jeans. I like to have like one type of shirt I wear, like t-shirt. What one thing that I miss is like having a really nice style or dressing well. I'm never wearing, I'm not often wearing clothes that are really beautiful, which would be cool sometimes, or just to walk in and to like be dressed beautifully. That'd be amazing. But despite sometimes wanting beautiful clothes, Nanda goes of lust because simplicity is key to his mental well-being and sense of self. For me, I think that there is a component, a psychological component, which is I I get overwhelmed by too much stuff. I like thinking about things more as opposed to thinking about a lot of things. So that, to me, is part of who I am. From talking to people we know about their possessions, we realize that our relationship with our things says more about us than it does about our stuff. What we choose to keep and get rid of reflects how we see ourselves and what we imagine our future might look like. This association between our things and our identity became more apparent when we talked to professional organizer Kristen Ziegler, the owner of Minima RVA. Kristen's personal journey with minimalism began after she was laid off in 2008. She started thinking about all the things she rarely used and what she could sell to give her a little extra money in her savings. So I sort of found minimalism as a means to survive at the time, and I went from being organized to what I would call a minimalist. So being really rigorous, looking at each thing that I possessed and asking, like, is this really adding value to my life? When Kristen talks about evaluating her belongings and adopting a minimalist lifestyle, even she no longer had to, she highlights the positive impact it's had on her life. And the whole experience was really empowering. It was really stressful, too, just worrying about paying rent. But I feel like it, I'm glad that I went through that because now living comf- on a comfortable income, I still 
am really mindful with my spending, with my consumption. And so I think um, minimalism sort of found me, but then I continued with it after the point where I didn't have to, if that makes sense. Not everyone is just going to turn around and get rid of most of their belongings. But we can take away some things from the minimalist philosophy to help us think about what we choose to keep in our lives and try and understand what's helping us progress and what might be holding us back. So one thing I like to share is that minimalism is the gateway drug to all other life goals. So um, I feel like people, usually people who reach out to us are not just struggling with disorganization. They're also struggling with just not feeling there's there's like a bigger why like oh, I just feel like I have no time I feel like I'm always stressed and minimalism to me is really about paring down not just your stuff but your time commitments your relationships a lot of people continue on with relationships that have that are bringing no positivity to their life um, and just really I think what it does is it strips back all the unnecessary and helps you get in tune with who you are, what your life's purpose is, what your values are. Um, and I think that it, it just can help you propel forward in so many other ways. Taking us back to Marie Kondo, she's not really a minimalist, but she's encouraging more people to consider a different perspective and evaluate what they need and want. It definitely makes me feel better about getting rid of all those pants I never wear in my closet, that's for sure. Special thanks to our sponsor for this episode, the Colonial Village Foundation. Book now with the offer code STANDPOINTS and get 20% off a twin room. This podcast was produced by Kaylee Cantrell and Kevin Rothermel. Our emotional support corgi is Miss Cleo. Cultural Standpoints is produced at VCU in the beautiful Concrete Brand Center basement.